Welcome, wealth builders, to Cafe Mula, your spot for wealth building information, wisdom, and a pep talk. This is 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall, podcast episode number one, which is entitled Be Like a Submarine and Stay Under the Radar. I'm your host, James Marshall, a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. We are a registered investment advisory firm registered in Texas and Kentucky. And for the last 30 years, I've been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. Today, I'm going to share my knowledge and a cup of coffee with you. And all it will cost you is an open mind. These series of podcasts are based on my book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. And if you don't have a copy, I'll let you know how you can get one at the end of this show. Now, I'll be talking about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, and some physical. I'll even talk about some things that are spiritual. But the bottom line is you'll leave with some knowledge, and knowledge is wealth. So you're probably thinking, why should I listen? Now, listening to my podcast series will advance your, your thinking. Uh, it, it advances your thinking about money and wealth, how to get it, how to protect it, how to pass it on. So if you want to grow, protect, or pass on your finances, you need to be listening and listening often. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, clear your mind, purify your thoughts, and let's have at it. As we do every week, we want to start off with our A to Z financial definition of the week. This is where we take a word and we learn about it. Today's word is assets. A-S-S-E-T-S. Assets. Webster has it as items of ownership convertible into cash, total resources of a person or business as cash, notes, and accounts receivable, securities, inventories, goodwill, fixtures, machinery, or real estate opposed to liabilities. And that's the definition of the day. Remember, basically assets are stuff you own, stuff that appreciates. So hopefully you have some assets. Now, the key thing to remember for the day is all that glitters and gold. Fronting and faking, hair neat raking, and in the words of Anthony Fu, big hat, no cattle. People who are trying too hard to show their wealth may not have what you think. And if they do have it, they don't have it for long, very long. You know, people who are too uh, hell-bent on showing you that they're wealthy tend to, to lose their money. Fooling his money is, is often parted. Uh, it's been my experience that long-lasting serious wealth is under the radar, unseen and unknown. People who have long-lasting wealth are like submarines. They come up whenever and wherever they want with very little resistance because you don't see them coming. Read the book Millionaire Next Door uh, for some reference to what I'm talking about. It's that person who you don't think is wealthy who has true wealth. The book talks about people who live in modest homes and drive modest cars, live right next door so you don't know they're setting on two, three, four, ten million dollars in assets. So smart wealth builders don't buy a lot of expensive depreciating objects to stand out. No, what they do, they're aware of what it takes to build wealth. And when they do want to show the public their largesse, it's usually by putting their name on a building they own or maybe a hospital that they have endowed. Uh, they own businesses, real estate, 
stocks, bonds, and annuities, and they own a lot of life insurance. They live off the rental income, dividends, and interest income, very rarely touching the principal invested. Oh, principal invested, that's the next bonus definition of the day. My inner voice is telling me I need to let you know what is principal finance. Well, principal is capital or property as contrasted to income derived from that property. The principal is the money you start out with, the original amount that you put into investment, your money. So the really wealthy people don't spend their money, their principal. They spend the money that the money makes, the interest or the dividend. Now that you are properly informed and educated on today's topic of discussion, let's bring in our guests. Traveling hundreds of miles in seconds, powered by Skype. We have the world-famous submarine commander, Winston Pittman. Not a real submarine commander, but the leader of a, a major submarine empire of, of car dealerships. So we just want to talk with you today about how you did it, why you chose to do it in the way you did by not really being so much out front, but doing things quietly, quietly building the empire. Well, Jim, I feel that I started this business out of necessity because <laughs> I needed a job. And I started as a car salesman. And when I got involved in the business, I was, uh, loved the business. And it became a passion for me. And growing up in Mississippi, it was, uh, it was good to be under the radar. And I started out because of, of racism things of that nature, and I don't want to start that, beating that racism card, but it taught my grandfather a lesson, and my grandfather was a very successful man in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and the way he accomplished that is by being under the radar, and I picked up on that, and in life, you have enough people that I guess you make no difference what's your flavor or what color or whatever it is. Uh, as my daughter's always said, that if you don't have a cheering section against you, you're not doing anything. So, and she picked up that from a comedian, I forget. So, you know, you have this cheering section out there that always want to tear you down. And that goes all the way back to Jesus Christ. He had a, a cheering section. All, people always want to tear him down. Anybody that is successful, there's somebody that just don't want you to be successful. So, and you succeed, and if you don't notice most of the millionaires, billionaires today, the ones that are known, most of them to this day do not want to be known. Hmm. And the ones that are known, they was billionaires before they was known. Right, right. So they, when they got to be known or when they become to be known, they had already made it. So it was nothing that they, uh, enemies could do to harm them. So I am of the opinion that a lot, there's a lot of successful people out there use their name, but most uh, businesses don't have, they, they don't, they don't advertise who they are. The more than young people do, I mean, I guess the guy that's on Amazon. Mm -hmm. But we didn't hear about him until he had already made it. Right. Uh, you just didn't hear about these people. I mean, this guy was already a multi-multi-billionaire before we heard about him. Mm -hmm. And so my point being, at the time that I was coming up in the car business, uh, there were very few of us in the business. 
And I moved to Louisville uh, in 1988. And to get to my story is that I, my first dealership was on Dixie Highway. Mm -hmm. And I did not know whether in that community I'd heard about that the Ku Klux Klan was, original, was right down the street from where my original store were. And growing up in Mississippi, we, we always, I mean, even during slavery time, black people couldn't talk, they couldn't voice their opinion, but they could do things by sign language, by body language, by, they communicated, and even today, they communicate without even talking. If you walk into a building, you can you see a person of color and they don't even know you mm -hmm. and you don't know them and they can be across the room and you can communicate without even saying a word. Right. And that's what, uh, you know, so I thought it was important when I was opening the store and what I heard about the market was not to come in bragging that I am, I am Winston Pittman. It was more important to come in saying it was Cardinal Dodge, and everybody wanted to know, how did you come up with the name Cardinal Dodge? Is that the Louisville Cardinals? Well, if I was talking to a Louisville Cardinal fan, I'm Cardinals. That's how I came up with it. Uh, if I was talking to a UK fan, I was because it was a state bird. So I had to cover everybody. I had to cover all aspects of why Cardinal Dodge. The state bird is Cardinal. Mm -hmm. And the Universal Louisville mascot is Cardinal. So right. I covered all aspects. So, but I ran under this radar for years and years and years, way before people realized that uh, the guy that owned that place was a black man. Because most of the people at that particular time that I had out front was uh, white people. They did all the commercials. They did... It was a general manager, and that's just the way that uh, I grew up from my grandfather. My grandfather was a timber buyer, and in the 30s and the 40s, there was no way that somebody was going to sell that timber to a black guy. So he had a partner who happened to be a white guy. They had a guy having to know nothing about timber. He, my grandfather just needed him as, as his front man. Mm -hmm. And my grandfather would be walking out in the woods, and this guy would be talking to the landowner, and the landowner was thinking he was talking to the real guy, but he was actually talking to the guy that was working literally for my grandfather. My grandfather walked out into the woods and seeing what the timber was worth. He would come back and give him, give this guy a price, and he would give it to the guy, and the guy said, oh, I'll sell it to him for that. But he was actually selling the property to my grandfather. Mm. And as my grandfather continued to do this, he became one of the most respected men in the community. But he had developed himself prior to anybody knowing who he really were. And I suggest that you want to be successful. Don't make it about your business, not about you. Uh, let your business stand for itself. So as a young entrepreneur, if you want to go into business, be a student of whatever you're doing. Know what you're doing. Have a passion for what you're doing. And let your business speak for itself. And don't get the big eyes and the little ears. Let your people be the focus point, not necessarily you. Uh, you. You already know who you are. You already know that you're the boss. So it's not important that everybody know you because your employees and your associates, those are the people that your customers see. So stay, uh, stay as low-key as you possibly can. Uh, 
have a great business, have a great environment, and your business will, I think that you'll be a success. Because first impression is lasting impressions. And that should be the most important thing, what business it is. The first thing that your people is going to come in contact with should be a great impression. Okay, I wrote down one thing you said. You said big eyes and little U's. I thought that was that was interesting. <laughs> you want to elaborate on that? Well, everything should be about your employees. Okay. It should be about your associates. I mean, we they already know who you are. Mm-hmm. They already know you're the boss. You don't go around telling everybody I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you're not really the boss. Mm. Uh, and you you have to you have to bag your ego down. Don't be boisterous about it. And your associates have to accept the fact that this is our company. If they say to you, this is your company, mm-hmm. you got the wrong employees and you are sending the wrong message. They've got to take ownership of what it is you're building together. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. They have to be your partner in this deal. You know, my father used to say when I was young, he said, a man can't get rich in a small town because everybody's watching. Do you find that to be true? Well, uh, as you can say, I always, I'm a biblical guy. Jesus Christ couldn't be himself in his own town. He had to leave. What? <laughs> I mean, yeah. everybody said, that's Mary's, that's Mary's boy. You know mm-hmm. how, she, how he was born. And that's Joseph's son. Please, mm-hmm. not, they're not going to listen to him. He had to literally leave his town to become somebody. Mm-hmm. For people to recognize it. You know, because if you were born on the wrong side of the tracks, don't make no difference how successful you become. As far as the people on either side of the tracks, mm-hmm. you're going to be that same person. And, you know, I was a car salesman, then I was a salesman, then I was a general manager, and then I became a dealer in Louisville. As far as the people in Louisville concerned, that's all they ever knew about me. In Jackson, they knew I went to Jackson State University. They, they remember me when I was a kid. They remember me when I was this. And that's why most schools don't hire a principal from that school if they went to that school. They don't want to get a principal from another school because the day that that person come into that school, the only thing those people ever knew about him or mm-hmm. her is that they the principal. <laughs> is it all they need to know? I mean, and I guess the other thing is, could you have built the empire that you built if people knew you were the Winston Pittman. I mean, if, if people in Louisville knew that you were as wealthy as you are, even in the beginning, would you have been able to continue to grow that wealth? Or do you feel like the powers that be or some people would have been determined to stifle your growth or stop you? Even today in Louisville, as you know, that I live in Louisville, but my dealerships, are, most of us in Ohio, uh, South Carolina and Georgia, it's out of sight, out of mind. Mm. Because most of my stores, people don't even know who I am. Uh, a typical example, I have this trainer, and I, my son recommended him. And Jabbar is noted for not telling people who he works. He don't want who he is, because he don't want anybody to know who he is. <laughs> so I went to this trainer, and uh, he said, yeah, okay, well, I'll give you, I'll put you with one of my other trainers under me. I said, fine. So I go on, for, I'm there for about a month. And one of his other customers say, hey, you Austin Pittman, you coming in here? And he was standing there. He go, okay. <laughs> he go, that guy owns dealerships all over the country. 
and he came up to me, and all of a sudden I became an interest. <laughs> he said, Winston Pittman. I said, you ever heard of Winston Pittman, Cardinal Dodds? He said, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> and that's the way, I, I hear that all the time. People, people they don't have put two and two together. Mm-hmm. So, I, and that's the way I like it. You know, I'm, I'm in my office today. It's very low key. I have no desire to be a big idol. I mean, in any of my stores, the general manager is the boss. People say, well, I want to talk to the bosses. Well, they ain't standing over there. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to him. <laughs> right. Because I don't want to undermine him. If you give somebody authority, give them authority. Let them be who they are. Yeah, don't micromanage them. Huh? Don't micromanage anybody. If you give them a task, at least when you give them a job description, hold them accountable for that. And when you give them the job description, make sure you give it to them the first day. I was telling one of my general managers yesterday that, you know, if you hire an employee today and you say, I'm going to put you to work, but when you walk in, now you got to stand on your head every morning. <laughs> and then the guy look at you and go, that guy's crazy. But you know what he will do? He will stand on his head every morning. I'm taking it to the extreme. But if you hire him today and don't tell him that and you call him in two weeks later and say, oh, I forgot to tell you one thing. Uh, you have to stand on your head in the morning. He will quit. Mm. He will not work. He will quit the job. See, because as old football player coaches used to say, um, the defensive guys, he would go out there and just knock the heck out of the guy across the line from him. And he said, going to be like that all day. Mm. And he may get a 15-yard penalty on that, but he has planted a seed in his opponent mm. that he is going to rule today. Mm. And and that's what you you it's it's the way you carry yourself. Everything is about character and the way you carry yourself. That's what people perceive you as. Mm-hmm. First of all, this is some really good information. Seeds of wisdom. But if you were going to start over again and you were uh, trying to actually build wealth for yourself and your family and your family man and what you do is not just for you but for your family, your children, your children's children. Is there anything you would do differently or what would you say to someone who was just kind of getting started and trying to build wealth for their family? Well, I would recommend that you stay within your mean, be aggressive, uh, but conservative aggressive. What I mean by that. As we live in a society where there is ups and downs, and you know about being mm-hmm. a financial advisor, and you are saying that there is, it's not a matter if we're going to have a downturn. It's just a matter. When, right. It's just a matter when it's going to happen. And it's not going to stay down all the time because mm-hmm. it's going to go back up. Mm-hmm. You just have to be prepared for the cycle and limit your debt. And being a first-time entrepreneur, and most of us, uh, entrepreneurs, we have to take that risk because we don't have the capital to uh, get started. So we have to, it, it's a big risk on that first one. But once you get that first, whatever the entity is, you start stacking that money to buy the next one. So you take less risk on the next one. Mm-hmm. And I recommend also is that you stay with what you know. Mm. To stay with what you know. I mean, you may be able, and the day that whatever entity that you have, that you decide to own two, you can't run none. Mm, say that again. What do you mean by that? Whatever entity that you have, that you want, if it's a McDonald's, if it's a Kroger, whatever entity it is, if it's a dealership, the day that you decide to own two, 
You can't run none. Because each business has to have somebody that eat, breathe, and sleep that particular business. So you need a general manager in that particular business that will run that business as you. And the only way to make that happen is to give them the authority, give them guidelines. So everything within this, these guidelines, you run everything on the outside of here, I run, and give them the responsibility. But don't walk away, monitor them, mm-hmm. always monitor them, because your job now is not to motivate the employees, it's their job. Mm-hmm. It's your job is to motivate the two people that you have. And the day you had a third, you had another person. Mm-hmm. And the day you had a fifth, I mean a fourth or fifth, by the time you get to five, you may have to have a person over the five. Gotcha. And take yourself to another another level. But you cannot run two business. You can't be in two places at one time. A little I, big you. A little I, big you. Make <laughs> the people the big you. Make them feel that they are important. As long as they feel that it's, this is my store, you can walk into any Kroger's, uh, a Walmart, a Walgreens, any store, and the general manager of that store says, this is my store. And if he don't say that, he's in the wrong, uh, you need to get rid of that guy. If mm. he said, oh, this is Walmart store. You don't, you don't want that guy. Mm. You want, this is my store. These are my employees. Mm-hmm. They're not Walmarts, they're not Walgreens, they're not Kroger's, they're not Dillard's, they're mine. Mm. It takes me to the most famous investor that we have in the country who thinks the same way. That's Warren Buffett. When he buys a company, he leaves those managers in there and lets them run the company. Including the owner. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't just keep the managers, he keeps the owner too. Mm. Mm. He's going to give you all the money for your business so you can cash out. But you're going to have to give me X number of years to stay here to get somebody to replace you. And that's the absolutely the, the truth. Ron Buffett, Buffett want, runs no company, but mm-hmm. happily. That's right. You don't run any of those companies within the company. Yep. And, uh, I promise you, that is that is the guy to listen to. And I guarantee you, it's all about Warren Buffett is under the radar. He's who he is because he's become the richest man in the world. Mm-hmm. He couldn't hide for anyone, hide anymore. Mm-hmm. So he came out. But he had already made it. Right, right. And, and discipline. You know, he was playing the long game. You know? He still is disciplined. <laughs> right. If you listen to him, he is still disciplined. He's how old is he now? In, the, in his 80s, 80, 82, something like that? Yeah, it's amazing. So the takeaway that I have from you today, and I'm going to let you, because I know you got to go out and do some amazing things like play golf. <laughs> I do have to do that at 350. Okay. <laughs> the key thing I took away was stay within your means. That That is critical. Limit your debt and stick with what you know. Don't be a jack of all trades and a massive none. Uh, absolutely. I want to thank you so much for being on my inaugural podcast. I'm sure we'll have you back again because, man, you, I like to call you Pastor Pittman. Because <laughs> you got the knowledge and you love to share it. Anything you want to say before, you, before we go? I just want to say to the young people out there and to the people my age, too, there's still opportunity in this country. It's still the greatest country in the world. Amen. Uh, we have a lot of problems, but there is still the best country in the world and if you believe you can you can if you believe you can't you can Mm. i believe Mm. we can listen i can't let you go without sharing one of my favorite stories that you like to tell i hope that you will share it with our listening audience that being the story of the lion and the gazelle (laughs) gazelle. 
in the morning when a lion get up, his job is to outrun the slowest gazelle. When a lion, when a gazelle get up in the morning, his his job is to outrun the fastest lion. In the moral of the story, when both of them get up in the morning, they better be running. <laughs> Amen. <to that. laughs> Winston, thanks a lot, man. I hope you hit him long and straight today. And listen, I'm waiting for a chance to play because my game has improved, and I think I can kick your butt this time. Well, just break it. All right. Take care. All right. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. That's all we have for you today. We made it through podcast number one of 100. But your learning does not have to end here. Please follow me on Twitter at James Marshall at Marshall Wealth. Like me on Facebook at Black Family Wealth at Facebook.com. Or you can check out our newsletters, articles, and videos on our website, MarshallYourMoney.com and BlackFamilyWealth.com. Don't forget to sign up for our email list and you get a free copy of my book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. And of course, if you like this podcast and don't want to miss any of the future episodes, be sure to subscribe. Until next week, keep building wealth. I teach you how to save, you earn your money, you earn your money, I know you can. I teach you how to save, don't waste your money, but bank your money, don't spend your end. I teach you how to save, your bank account will be spilling out with them dividends. So I teach you how to save, rule number one, if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.